Hey! Hi! Welcome back. This is Arnway Besties. Yes. We are going to talk about um, the process leading up to weight loss surgery. So you're thinking about having weight loss surgery. Now what do you do? Because each one is so different, each program. Sarah yeah. and I live in the same state, neighboring cities, and our processes were so different. Yeah. I mean, I think in our area we have two surgeons, and mm-hmm. we each had one of we them. We each had one of them, so. which I think is cool because we both have a different perspective. Totally. To- um, different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, my surgeon is Dr. Hughes and she's with the hospital. So she's with St. Charles, um, surgical centers. So she specializes in weight loss surgery, but then she also does like general surgery and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I found out about her just, this was many years ago, probably close to like 14, 15 years ago. So my son was just a baby and I thought about it for a hot minute and they had one of those weight loss info meetings or something like at the a hospital. seminar or something yeah. like that yeah so it was actually my surgeon and your surgeon that oh, headed up interesting and so um I was gonna I started out again this was you know 14 15 years ago I started out going through your surgeon oh, okay and then my insurance at the time didn't approve some stuff so I stopped right but so backing up so I just googled weight loss surgery central Oregon yeah and it took me straight to the hospital's website gotcha. and that's how I found out about that um little thing and I went to it learned about all the different surgeries and I'm like okay this is really great so then I made an appointment I actually filled out this um this card that they had that you were interested in they called to do like a consult yeah so, um, that's kind of how mine got started at first. So I'll kind of stop there and we can kind of then go into what took yeah. place after. So how did yours go about? So for me, I first became interested, well, I thought about it years and years and years ago when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. So probably like... Just never acted. Yeah. Um, so I never really, yeah, I never tried or looked into it or anything and then basically it kind of all started for me when I found out you had your surgery and remember I contacted you Mm because I was so proud of you and so excited for everything that was happening and I wrote you a book you wrote me a book (laughs) about all your stuff and you like gave me all of those resources and so I tried to get in contact with your doctor and make an appointment but it kind of like all fell through the cracks because they told me you know I didn't have health insurance or Mm -hmm. and I didn't at the time have primary care right and so they were like oh you have to have a referral and all of these things and I was like oh this is annoying and I just got frustrated and kind of like disappointed I'm over it yeah so I dropped it but then over the summer my husband and I were on a vacation and we started talking about it again and he's like well why did you give up why didn't you just like why don't we get you health insurance and why don't you get a primary care physician and tell them you're interested and get a referral. And I was like, Oh, I'm stupid. No, (laughs) I was like, I don't know. It just felt frustrating because I felt like it was another Avenue I was going down that wasn't going to work. So that's when I decided, fine, 
I'm going to make an appointment with a primary care physician. So we got me on insurance. I called and made an appointment and with a primary care physician. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one I ended up not going to. I don't remember why I didn't go to it. I just like, we had just gotten back from a different vacation and I was like, I just don't feel like going to it today. Right. I just had like this weird feeling. So I didn't go. And then a few weeks later, I was like, I'm disappointed that I didn't go because I could be on the road to referral mm-hmm. land. And so I decided to call again and get an appointment. And when I called again, I basically told the lady making the appointment, I was like, I just want whatever primary care physician is available next. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is. And she goes, oh, well, we have an opening in two weeks with Dr. David Brown or whatever. And I was like, oh. Yeah, just, yeah, let's do that. Do it, yeah, schedule it. So when I got to that appointment, he comes in and we kind of go over the preliminary, you know, like, oh, I'm a new patient, you're my new primary, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he asked me why I'm there, and I told him that I was concerned about my weight, and I really want to lose weight, I really want to do this, and we talked about all the different options, you know, medications, medical weight loss doctor, all the things, you know, there's a lot of tools in that box. So Mm -hmm. we talked about them all and I kept like pushing bariatric surgery kind of off. And at the end of the appointment, he was like, I don't want you to take it off the table. He's like, I think you're an ideal candidate for bariatric surgery. Um, you, you've talked like you've been interested in it in the past and I don't want you to look at it as something that means that you've failed right because it's a tool it's not going to cure it it's not the easy way out it's just a Mm -hmm. different way to go about things and you are ideal for this and I was like oh okay Mm -hmm. so go back he happened to specialize this doctor that I just by chance happened to get made an appointment with happened to have specialized in medical weight loss and bariatric surgery for a good portion of his career So, and he had worked with my surgeon and his name I am blanking on right now. I literally. Your surgeon's name? Yes. Dr. Archer. Thank you. (laughs) Dr. Stephen Archer is my surgeon here in Central Oregon. Oh my God. I can't believe I blanked on that. Anyway. So he actually mentioned his name during that. And that's when by the end he was like, I think we, if you're interested, let's set you up with a consultation with Dr. Archer. And I was like, do it. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. And so that's um, how I got on that road. And I had my consultation and the rest was basically history. Yeah. I know for some people, like you're saying, a lot of doctors, if you talk with your primary, they're going to require yeah. a referral, like you said. Because um, I know some programs, your BMI has to be a certain, so yeah. high. And with you, you're really tall. Right. So your weight's distributed differently. And mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately might, might have been what, what you were up against. Because yeah. my BMI was like 54, 55, because I'm shorter. Yeah. And so, you know, being 310 plus pounds. Yeah. And being, you know, barely 5'2", I had that going for me. So I didn't necessarily need to have a referral. Right. Um, because, the, you know, my... My sister was like, it's medically, you well, need to have it. Yeah. I Well, that's the weird thing is that because mine was, my BMI was at 44. Hmm. So it was still well above, you know, what most surgeons requires, even above what Dr. Hughes requires, I believe. But it just, I think it was because I didn't have insurance and hmm. I was just like contacting her. I didn't have a primary care, all of that. I think it just was like. We're not going to waste the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And honestly, I think in the long run for me, I really, really like my surgeon. And a lot of people, you know, everybody has different feelings about their uh-huh. surgeons. You know, some people really like them. Some people don't. I've heard from other people that I know whose, like, family member had surgery didn't like Dr. Archer because he's a little bit removed and you work with his team more than you work with him mm-hmm. or they have a different philosophy or a different way of doing right. things and they just didn't like it. I happened to like it. I felt like it was exactly what I needed for my personality. So, Which is perfect. Yeah. So I think if you are even thinking about weight loss surgery, you know, I know a lot of people are like, and even I thought it too, I'm like, I'm not big enough. Yeah. I, I'm not big enough because they, um, you know, you see that my 600 pound life and you see all of these things. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not that big. I don't weigh 600 pounds. I don't right. weigh five. Or I don't weigh this. I, there's no way I'm going to have surgery. Yeah. But have that conversation with your doctor, no matter how totally. uncomfortable it is. Well, and yeah, for me, because I'm five, eight and a half, And, I mean, at the beginning of this journey, I did weigh, like, two... I think my peak that I know of this time around was 287, Um, which is a lot, Mm -hmm. even for someone who's 5'8". But I don't carry my weight like other people do. Right. I carry it in such a way. I have had every person... Remember when we went to the... We went to that event, and people thought I'd already had my surgery. Uh Yeah. And I was like, no... (laughs) Not yet. Not I'm yet. the pre-offer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, because I carry my weight different. And I mean, I guess some people would say I carry it in a good way or I don't know. I don't think there's a good or bad way. It just, it's just different. It it's makes me not look yeah. like I weigh as much as I weigh, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. So for me in my brain, I for sure was like, oh, I'm definitely not a candidate. Right. But it's not about that. It's not all about our size. It's not all about our weight necessarily right. it's really about the BMI when it comes to the surgery yeah and some programs too like if you want to have weight loss surgery and you have the cash yeah they'll do it that's totally true um, I think Stephen or Stephen Archer is like that I think yeah. Dr. Archer yeah but I I take that back a little bit um I know your BMI has to be above 35 with For Dr. Archer yeah but I think some places, um, I've heard, I don't know where, but I'm sure you can Google it, that, you know, some people want to have sleeve or they want to have the less, I don't think it's as popular of an option now, the band, mm-hmm. you know, those different options. And if they have cash for it, yeah. they'll do it. So I just say, just, you know, do a quick Google search. Um, yeah. And, you know, bariatric centers in, and then your state. Yeah. Because I know here in Oregon, there's a bar- there's a bariatric, I think, or weight loss clinic type thing in the Valley, oh, which yeah. has like Portland and Salem, and they're bigger than over here, whereas mine was strictly just through our hospital, so they had their own little thing. But Right. So I say reach out to your doctor, start there. Yeah. Or, you know, in my case, I worked with my doctor for many years. Unfortunately, my doctor didn't believe in weight loss program because I went in asking for um you know medication I asked him for this I asked for this asked for that yeah and was just given go on a vegetarian diet go on an all greens diet go on this fast so all these different options that I knew were not going to work for me right um and so I just kind of dropped it for years I was like okay whatever and then I went around him and went to the surgeon which then I found out because I, I chose Dr. Archer 
on the little online there you there's an um intake form yeah that you fill out you put you know what diets you've done in the past you know why you want to have it yada 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 all this information which some centers have that so be aware that you may have to fill something like that out so they can get an overall sense of where you're at where you're at why you're doing it whatnot so I filled my thing out I chose Dr. Archer on it because I thought I've only heard of Dr. Archer I've never heard of my surgeon before right and I had the surgery scheduler she's the one that does like your intake with you and she she's your go-to person to talk to Mm -hmm. her name is Anna and she's called me she's like so got your paperwork mm-hmm. um this is you know Anna with dr hughes's office and we actually got a hold of your primary care physician um and he recommends dr hughes oh and um, because it's through the hospital he's worked with her he trusts her um and at that point it like something clicked like oh my doctor actually is like giving yeah. me his blessing like I trust this person with you. Right. And I've gone to my doctor since my daughter was born and she just turned 13. So wow. it's like he knows me or whatever. Right. So I was like, okay, so that's why I ended up going with my doctor. So that's how I chose mine. Um, so it was, it was a little bit of a wait. I think I had to wait a couple months to, for my first consult. Yeah. And that's only what it was. I just went in, met her very quickly height weight and then she asked me point blank why what was my why I wasn't prepared oh yeah for why I mean I had the well I want to be skinny and yeah <laughs> I've been fat my whole life you know I had right. those answers but I didn't have like an actual why why so that was kind of encouraging because she wanted to know what my why was that's really cool I'm terrible with those questions when people ask me, like, what's your why or what's your goal? I'm like, what? I just <laughs> want to so lose weight. Because <laughs> I want to. Right. <laughs> so after I met with her, I went and talked with the surgery scheduler who gave me my binder. Yes, your famous things, binder. Which I shared with you. Yes, you did. Had all sorts of things in it, like all sorts of overwhelming things things you can't yes. have before surgery things you can't have after surgery you're like it had like makeup meal plans and schedules and vitamins and this and that and this and that but then I had a checklist yeah. so I had a checklist of all these different appointments I had to do before I got the official sign off for surgery and because I was going through insurance yeah I had to have an appointment every month for at least six months yes So my program was supposed to last six months. And each month I'd have a nutrition appointment. I'd have to have my psychiatrist appointment or my counseling appointment. Um, And so I just had to work through all those different things. Yeah. And then she assigned a book I had to read. So they wanted me to read, um, which when I read it, I read the title. I'm like, are you serious? Like, that's the (laughs) book you want me to read? It was Weight Loss Surgery for Dummies. Um, I loved it. Really? I loved it. It was just what I needed because it, quote unquote, dumbed down everything for me. Yeah. I wasn't reading a medical book. Right. Where I was like, I don't understand anything they're talking about. Right. And it really, because she wanted me to read it and then come to her and tell her what surgery I wanted. Yeah. Which one did I feel more comfortable with? Which one did I feel was 
what was right for me. Right. She wasn't going to push one or the other. It was, we would discuss it. Yeah. And um, to be a hunter, and I've shared this with you, <laughs> to be 100% honest with you guys, I chose gastric bypass because I know you can lose the most weight yeah. within your first year. And that's why I'm having surgery is to lose as much weight as I can to get to my right. healthy weight. Yeah. And the fat, the point of having part of your stomach ripped out kind of freaked me out. Yeah. And. I mean, they cut it out, they but cut, they don't, right, so they don't rip but it. But I just had envision. They're just like, ah, you know, right. you know, so that's why I had that. Jiggle it yeah. around. No. Like, and sell it on the black market. Ew. <laughs> So that kind of started everything. So when you're in the process, each doctor may have yeah. homework for you to do each month. Yeah. And you can't move on to the next step till X, Y, and Z are taken yeah. care of. Did you have to go through certain things like so, that? So right off the bat at my consultation with Dr. Archer, I mean, it was a very, very long consultation. Um, we he did the weighing, all the things. Um, and you actually met with him during I this I actually one? met with him, yeah. And right off the bat, basically, we knew my health insurance wasn't going to cover my surgery. So my husband and I had to decide how are we going to do this. And we mm-hmm. ultimately decided we were going to figure out a way to finance it. So... We did. And so once I was on a, what they called a cash pay basis, um, he made a plan up. So I had to have three nutrition visits and I had to have a psych eval and I continued to try losing weight. So I was also having visits with the medical weight loss doctor on his team. Mm. So that was basically my requirements for a cash pay basis. Um, Ultimately, in the end, my health insurance did end up covering some stuff, like, but, like, they didn't cover my nutrition visits. They did not cover the hospital stay, but they ended up covering stuff that I didn't expect. Like, they covered my surgeon's fee, which oh. was shocking for me because they kept telling us, no, 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 no. Yeah. So. Which is funny because that happened to me too. Is at first, you know, they ran the thing. Yeah. Um, which I should have mentioned earlier is they will ask you for your insurance stuff. Yeah. And they want to know what's going to be covered. And I told yeah. them that at first they're like, oh, nothing's covered. So then we, my company switched insurance providers. Yeah. We had United Healthcare and then they switched to Cigna. And they were like, oh, they said they'll pay this much. But then they came back and said, no, we're not going to pay anything. Yeah. And, um, I was able to figure out a way how to financially go through with the surgery and same thing. I told Mike, just bill it. We'll see what happens afterwards. And they ended up paying, you know, like, I think it was like 25, 30% of my my fee. And I was like, okay, great. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, I really researched a lot, you know, the different ways that you can pay for the surgery when insurance won't cover it. I mean, there's, there's actually loans you can get that are specifically for bariatrics. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also, you know, arrange with your facility you know for payments and things like that so there are ways Mm -hmm. around all of that with um the fees but right it's just it's a matter of asking yeah Um, being proactive mm -hmm. not assuming that because health insurance says no that doesn't mean it's a no it's not a no yes 
There are there other are, avenues. Yeah, there's lots of other avenues. And it's going to feel really daunting, but just when you're going through it, we just talked about, remember your why. Why are you having surgery? Yeah. What drove you to even ask for help? Right. And let that be the driving factor to help you get through the obstacles because with mine, I had to go through so many nutrition appointments. Yeah. I had to do a sleep study. Yeah. Um, like, same with Sarah, I had to do the psyche valve. So there may be time, times during your workup that you may have to fix something. Yeah. Like, if you have a you know, sleep apnea problem or something, you may right. have to do something. Well, yeah, through my process, I mean, it was a very short process. I think yes. from, well, yeah, because like my consultation months. with Dr. Archer was in January and my surgery was on May 10th. Yeah. And you were done so for just a little it was bit like too. four and a half months. And so it was very, very fast, even though for me it felt long still, mm-hmm. you know, it's not nearly as long as, you know, people who have to jump through the insurance hoops, but um, I will say just when it comes to the finance part, just don't take no for an answer because right. it's your, it's your health. It's mm-hmm. your, um, future, your metabolic, metabolic health and it matters. Yeah. You um, have to be your own advocate for sure all along the way. And like Jess was saying, you find things out about your health. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people have to have an endoscopy where they Uh look and see if you have any, um, like acid reflux and stuff like that. I didn't have to do that because I had never had any symptoms of anything. Mm -hmm. And so since insurance wasn't requiring it, my doctor didn't require it. Um, so that was kind of nice. I didn't Which have to he pay might for have, that. should. Right. Should I have had symptoms mm-hmm. of things like that, he would have required. Um, he did require because through this process is when I found out for the first time that I have extremely high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And then um, I voted to have a scan of my heart to make sure my heart was healthy because we didn't know how long I'd had high cholesterol. Right. And so this is how I actually found out that I have coronary artery disease at the very young age of 35 very rare especially in a woman and ultimately I ended up now I have a cardiologist who Mm -hmm. treats me we found out that I have some calcification in my coronary arteries um through that we found we decided to do genetic testing we found out that I have a gene marker that causes high cholesterol plus another gene that causes another cholesterol issue and so I'm at really high risk for stuff so Dr. Archer ended up requiring like make sure we right we get you on the right medication for your cholesterol because the surgery won't fix my cholesterol like it does mm-hmm. for most people because mine's genetic. Um, and I did have to see my cardiologist uh, at least once before And you surgery. had to get cleared by I your did. I even right? so, yeah, I had an EKG, I had an echocardiogram, and um, I had full blood workup. And, and then I also had the, like the, the MRI to make sure that my heart was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the calcification scan basically. So yeah, I had a lot of stuff just to make sure my heart was in good condition for a surgery because even though it's laparoscopic, it's a big surgery. Well, and for you, it was your first surgery. Yeah. I've never even had... So your body's never gone through. I've never even had dental work. Like, I've never had a cavity. I'm glowing. Nothing. So it was like when people were like, have you ever had surgery before? I was like, no. Both my births, like both my kids were born natural like nothing. I've never uh-huh. had anything. So yeah, it was a big deal, but so yeah, don't be surprised if you find things out about your health that you didn't expect. Um, but it can, and it, it ends up being a good thing. It did for me. Yeah. Now I know, and now I can, 
take care of my body the way it needs to be taken care of, which mm-hmm. is a huge blessing. So, yeah, I mean, you could have just let that stop you. Yeah, and I could have been scared, like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't have surgery now mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, so definitely be prepared for those things. Things might go really smooth. Yeah. With mine, I started my workup. I made the day after I made all my appointments. I set everything up. I was so excited to start it. I wanted to move through as quickly as possible. And ideally, my program is supposed to be six months. Yeah. Um, I had surgery in 2020 um, amongst everything. So when I started my program, it was late 2019, early 2020. And I made it to my initial consult for my with Dr. Hughes. And then a couple weeks later, probably close to a month later, I had my appointment at the sleep clinic to get my first initial um, consult done for there to see if I even needed to do a home study. Right. Um, I went to my sleep study appointment and I get checked in. I'm good to go. I'm out in the waiting room for like a half hour and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And the gal comes out and she's like, I'm so sorry. We have an emergency meeting and they come back and they grab me. Well, I found out that my appointment is the last appointment that St. Charles is allowing any elective appointments since I was already checked in their system because of COVID because of COVID they were shutting Uh, everything down. And even my doctor was because she's a general surgeon too, was being removed from her, her bariatric um, duties to help the ER Wow! because everything had ramped up and stuff. So my program after that appointment got shut down. Yeah. So I know I needed to do a home study just because, um, of my weight and whatnot. She wanted to see, you know, I, I don't really snore. You know, my husband doesn't, didn't really notice it only when I'm like congested, but a lot of us do when they're congested. Right. But she just wanted to see because of my weight what kind of pressure that was putting on my, my lungs and stuff when I was sleeping. Yep. So everything got shut down and I was like in limbo in limbo and like, okay. And I've shared this before. It's like, okay, maybe this isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Everything got shut down. Okay. God, is this you telling me? No, don't do it. We're going to do something else. And so it was shut down for like three months. Yeah. And in that three months I could have made a choice to eat healthy, exercise, do all of the good things that were in my book. I did not do those things. Yeah. I went into more of a depression, eating, all of this stuff. I'm like, well, this isn't going to happen. COVID's never going away. Right. You know, in my work that I work with, I, I, um, it was, COVID was so rampant and it was just all consuming. And I'm like, this is never going to go away. I'm never going to have surgery because all elective surgeries were canceled all of this was canceled. That was canceled. It was just like, ugh. Super discouraging. So hang in there. If something happens, you get a bump on the road because this world, you never know what's yeah. going what's gonna to get you. And honestly, even like, even though my program was really fast and I didn't have all the things, my program didn't have a giant book. There was no binder. I got a paper. Right. I got one paper each time I saw my nutritionist that was like, these are, this is what you should expect. And I'd be like, cool. So I felt sometimes like I was floundering a little bit during the process, even though it was fast. I still like from month to month was like, this is taking forever. Right. Why? Like, I don't have all the resources Jess had, except that you shared yours with me. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of went out in the world and I like bought some books. Um, One that I really like 
oh what's it called oh the bariatric bible i got that oh, one uh-huh. and i liked that one a lot it has all kinds of stuff including recipes which i feel like we should probably do some of those, those that'd be, be so fun. fun yeah but so i think it just is kind of the name of the game with the bariatric process until mm-hmm. you get to surgery that whole pre-op prep when you're trying to lose weight because they want you to lose five percent to shrink your liver and when you're trying to you know do all the things and get from appointment to appointment and oh Mm -hmm. now there was this hiccup or just be patient Mm -hmm. just try to remember that it's a process and it's a journey and you will get there if you stay the course yep yeah it may seem like it's never going to happen but it, it will happen um you are determined you're a fighter you can do it um some programs don't require you to lose weight mine didn't require me to lose weight mine didn't require me to lose weight he just really wanted me to Mm. he said if you don't lose the five percent which was only like I think it was only like 14 pounds um he was like if you don't lose it it's okay like I'm still gonna do the surgery I just don't want you to gain weight he really wanted me to try to just maintain Mm -hmm. but he said yeah life happens he was really gracious I liked that about my whole team they were gracious they were kind they never made me feel shame or like I had to do something or I don't know I did Mm -hmm. like that part of it so which on my program um I had to do a three-day liquid Mm -hmm. uh cleanse or whatever you know for three days leading up to surgery yeah whereas your program did not require but you still did I 40 hours didn't you yeah personally I chose to do I think I actually did three days of liquids Mm -hmm. and then they, but what my program required was the 24 hours before surgery, I had to be on clear liquids. So it was just the one day. Whereas, I mean, you know, all the people that we are in contact with in the community and they're like, well, I had to do 10 days. Oh yeah. There's some like astronomical states in there. I'm like, I don't know if I could do it two week. I know. But I mean, kudos seriously to you I am glad that I did it because it set me up for after yeah which um we talked about in another podcast so definitely check that out um what to expect the first like 48 hours and yeah. then we have another one coming out what to expect maybe it's maybe it's already come out when this is out I don't know one to three months yeah because each program's different but you'll be on liquids for a while so yeah knowing that I was already on liquids for three days it it was a little bit easier to stay on liquids, but two weeks is a long time. It is it's a long, long time. time. So I kudos to you guys that have had to do it for that long. It's you guys are amazing. Seriously, rock <laughs> stars because yeah, holy cow, that was hard. Yeah, but once your program starts, it it will seem like it's moving slow, but then it'll feel fast, and then all of a sudden it's surgery. Yeah, all of a sudden I'll just be there. And as Sarah was saying, you know, as you reach hiccups. You may reach hiccups when getting your date. I've yeah. seen people get scheduled and then it gets bumped for whatever reason or we're still in a crazy pandemic. Yeah, especially with COVID. I was super worried about that because um, they didn't give me my surgery date for so long. I was like, when are they going to give it to me? Like, I want to know when it's going to be just so I can plan my life. I mean, it was right before summer. We were planning vacations, and I was like, what's happening? Yeah, I don't think you got your surgery mm-hmm. until it was either right before we went to Tacoma for the Berry Diaries event. It was. Or, 
I think it was. Because the day we left, you had your pre-op appointment. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was just like a couple days, like two or three days before we went to Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And, and that was in April. So you got your date like less than a month before your surgery date. Yeah. And I got called for mine after I finished my program and I had to wait like two months because they were backed up. They yeah. were trying to get caught up. And that might be something you have to wait on too. And she's like, okay, I can put you on the schedule. I'm like, okay, great. When is it? I can put you on next week. Um, I can't do next week. <laughs> You're like, I have to plan my life. <laughs> like my life, I have to let my boss know. Um, I work in an office of three people and I'm like, sec- I would want to say I'm second in charge, but... I'm her right-hand lady. Yeah. I need to make sure my stuff's set up. Cause I'm going to be out. And you're like, I have kids. I have, they have sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh. I had surgery in November, so I'm like, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. Like, what's, so I, there's no way I could mentally be prepared for that. So they're like, right. okay, the next one's going to be November. I'm like, let's do that one. So <laughs> November 12th, 11-12 is when I got mine. So it was right after my birthday. So it was like, oh, gosh, okay, this is it. So, I mean, I only had a few, I think I had like three weeks, four weeks. I think I had a month to plan. Yeah. Which I think was good. And then I chose to take a month off of work. I think I could have, six weeks I think would have been good for me. Yeah. Um. But a month was good to get routines down. Yeah, routines are so important right after And surgery. get your timing down because right now, like, oh, I can get that in I can get I, I'll remember to take my water and my protein and my this and that and we've talked in another episode yeah. your taste buds change you're not yeah. gonna want to drink that protein shake yeah you're it's gonna take everything in you to drink half of it <laughs> I can't even get myself today to drink a protein shake <laughs> like mm, yeah I could so just have a yogurt <laughs> it's crazy so do your research read there's so many books there's so many things out there that you can do to prepare yourself but you're never, ever going to be 100% ready. No. I mean, I did all kinds of research. And I have, I just, last year, I just finished um pre-nursing program where I learned about anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. and chemistry and all the things that, you know, nurses need to know. And um, so I had a bunch of that knowledge, but still, there are just some things that no matter how much you know, you just don't know until yeah. you're doing it and it's happening. Like, mm-hmm. I never would have thought that meat would make me feel sick. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. Or like or that even, like, just mentally I would have yeah. issues with certain things. Like, mentally, the first few weeks after my surgery, I remember thinking, I have to eat food. Like, I am so tired of drinking my... I need to chew something. I need to chew something. I need to swallow something substantial. But you literally physically cannot. And until I experienced that, there's no way I could have prepared myself. No amount of Mm -hmm. counseling, which I did for years before my surgery. I mean, no amount of anything can prepare Mm -hmm. you. So you just have to roll with the punches. Yeah, exactly. And um, build up your community support or your support team before surgery if and another part I guess that I was going to mention too is um it's okay because we were just talking about this before it's okay if you don't tell anyone if you want to go at this and be private about your journey that's totally fine but you there's no shame yeah 
as Sarah said at the beginning, is reaching out and utilizing this tool. There's absolutely no shame in it. Yeah. Um, weight loss surgery was put in place to to help people. Yeah. I mean, obesity is a disease, and this is a way that we can help. Yeah. And I think also, like, there's such a stigma in the world about bariatric surgery just kind of in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like there have been people, even family members, who have talked to me about it and been like, I don't want to have surgery because they're just going to make my stomach smaller and then I'm just going to be, like, starving myself to get skinny. And I had to explain, like, no, that's not what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yes, your stomach is smaller. Yes, things are rerouted inside of you. Yes, you're eating less and all the things. Yes. But it's not just about being skinny. It's not just about restriction and, like, physically making you, forcing you to do something, you know. This tool is also about becoming metabolically well. Yeah. It changes the way our bodies produce hormones. It changes, you know, the enzymes and absorption. It changes so many things. And it restarts things. your metabolism. Yeah, it does restart your metabolism. And so I just think, I think it's so important to remember going into it, if you've decided to have surgery, that this is not just about getting skinny this Mm -hmm. is about becoming metabolically well Mm -hmm. and that has been my favorite phrase to use with people when they don't understand my choice because they can't argue with that they can't argue with me saying I'm doing it because I want to be healthy you know Uh uh-huh so yeah exactly so if you are not sharing your journey with your family or friends that is okay yeah there's so many people in the bariatric community online you know, look up support groups. I I know our local hospital has bariatric support groups once a month. And, um, you can always message us. There's a lot of different outlets online. There's a lot of different nutritionists online on Instagram and therapists and this and that reach out. Yeah. And you were saying the other day, I think, um, it's just like when you get a new car, Yes. And then when you drive around town and you see that kind of car everywhere, everywhere that you never noticed until you had that car, it is exactly the same in this community. You suddenly will be researching bariatric support groups and social media and all the things, and you will realize, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is an entire world I didn't know existed yeah. because they're everywhere. It is everywhere. Bariatric patients are everywhere. And it's because of a lot of people like us and other people that we follow on Instagram that inspired us to do this. Totally. We're taking a stand against that stigma and... I mean, because there's such a bad stigma to it, and yeah, we're trying to break it and normalize it. And yeah, this is a tool. This, I wish this would be covered or all insurance. Like people need yeah. this surgery. Yeah, it's not cosmetic. I think um, it's true. It's not cosmetic. Oh, going go since we're going back to that about like financing and insurance, there is always the option of going to Mexico. I mean, so many Medical people tourism. have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do your research. Yes. Before you go. Research your doctor. <laughs> Be uh, safe. Yeah. I mean, there have been you There's know, things always happen, but always it things. is an option and a lot of people do utilize that option mm-hmm. because it's cheaper. So, mm-hmm. and there have been I know I follow some people on Instagram that they've they've gone to Mexico for their weight loss Tijuana and there's uh, some really great surgeons there. Some people go there for their plastic surgery, yeah. for their dental, whatever. It's you just need to make sure you do your research, not just because it's a foreign yeah. country, but you're trust entrusting someone to cut you. Yeah. Don't just 
to This is the cheapest one. No, this is not where you want to get the cheapest one. They are altering your anatomy Uh for the rest of your life. Right. I I always use this, like, analogy because I'm super cheap. I will put back a hamburger package that's $12.95 and get the one that's $12.94. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I need to save that extra cent. One cent matters. Right? So, it's do your research. Um harass them look them up read the reviews be safe and do what feels right yeah for you not what feels right for your spouse not what feels right for your rice I must want some rice right now <laughs> <laughs> not what feels right for your parents your children you're yeah. this you're that what feels right for you yes pray about it ask god for insight to discern to speak to you to give you visions to to talk to you, to give you that sensation like, okay, this feels right. I'm yeah. at peace with it. If you're not sure how to discern the Holy Spirit, I think of it as when you make a decision and you ultimately feel peace. Yeah. You're not anxious about it. That to me is the way the Lord is saying, this is yes. it. And I think a lot of times too, you know, <laughs> when things go smooth, <laughs> go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so step one, if you're thinking about having weight loss surgery, is reach out to a team or reach out to a fellow bariatric patient, and we can can tell you our story. Yeah. We can give you resources, and um, we like to keep it real here and tell you how it is. It's not – it may not be a fun road, but the end destination is worth the journey. Yeah, totally. So cliché. I love it. My life is cliche, I feel like. That's okay. I like it. Yeah. I like corny. I like corny, too. Corny's fun. The world needs more corny. Corny, yes. They do need more corny. (laughs) I want to make sure they can hear the corny part. Like corn on the cob. (laughs) Like dad jokes and knee slappers. and (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, if you're looking into re- <laughs> this is how we end every podcast. We're always like, and also. <laughs> so, if you're looking into bariatric surgery, just look into it. Just do it. Buy a book. Read it. Yeah. Ask ask your questions. Take the bull by the horns. <laughs> just do it. Like Nike. Like Nike. <laughs> Not sponsored. No. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe not. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have questions or anything like that, reach out. This is, this is, <laughs> <laughs> Visit us on Instagram, Facebook. We're now on almost all major podcast platforms. So hit that like, subscribe button. All the things help us. Um, help you help us help you yes we love you we love you have a great and good night good night friends (laughs) Bye. bye